Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker speaking to you during the last week of August 2011 and thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. I know it's been a tough weekend for our friends on the East Coast, so our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by Hurricane Irene and the recent earthquakes out there. But on a positive note, you're in for a great show today, folks, because Nell Minow, also known as the Movie Mom, and Mad Movie Man A.J. Hockery have agreed to share their opinions about the upcoming film and DVD release schedule for fall. Now, as most of our regular listeners know, both Nell and A.J. pull no punches in their movie reviews, so they make a fun team. Who can forget their lively aliens versus monsters debate <laughs> on our show a couple of years ago? Naturally, we're always excited when they agree to visit us together on the same show. Although Jazz Shaw and Nikki Starr aren't with us today, the effervescent Danielle Dyer is here to help with the show. So let's check to see if she's ready to welcome our chatters. Danny, are all systems go in the chat room? Yes, the chat room's open. We've opened, we've rolled out the red carpet for everybody. And if you want to sign up for the chat room, go ahead. You can do that by going to the top right-hand section of your web page and clicking the sign-up button. It's absolutely free. It only takes a second, and you can get the behind-the-scenes chat. <laughs> yes, indeed, and thanks, Danny, for doing such an excellent job as our chat wrangler. <laughs> we really appreciate it, and we also appreciate the people who signed up to, uh, to chat, as well as our other listeners, of course. You know, folks, I'm always happy. You might be surprised to hear this, but I'm always happy when uh, summer at the movies ends and fall begins. Because as much as I have fun at so many summer movies, I know that Hollywood generally saves the quality films for release beginning in September. So our topic today is very timely. And that's why I'm glad Nell and AJ have agreed to preview the fall schedule with us. And I'd like to bring them on now, ladies first, as usual. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Nell. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. We've got lots of great movies to talk about. Oh, I, I agree with you about that. I'm I'm very happy about the way the, the schedule is looking now. And, and we love having you on our show, Nell. And, and when it's with A.J., that's icing on the cake, or should I say butter on the popcorn. <laughs> A.J., are you ready to talk about fall film and DVD releases? I'm ready. I'm raring to go. And thanks again for having me on to be potentially verbally creamed by Nell. 
<laughs> you well, have absolutely well, no idea. I mean, in my other job, I I say just devastating things to big, famous, important people. It's you know what you go through with me is nothing by comparison. Well, so. whatever whatever he goes through on our show, it's a lot of fun for us. All right. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I think that there are more than a hundred theatrical releases scheduled from September to the end of December, and who knows how many DVD releases, so we all need some guidance about what to look for. Uh, but I I want to do this before we get started, because uh, it's been a while since uh, Nell has been on our show, and, and, uh, and not quite that long for you, AJ, but I want to remind listeners about... Uh, the credentials of our noticed, noted guests. AJ is the founder editor of Passport Cinema, a site devoted to foreign language films, and he also contributes movie reviews to Classic Movie Guide, Real Talk Movie Reviews, and Terror Tube. He's very, very interested in horror flicks, so I think he is now writing a book on the subject, and I can hardly wait till it comes out, and I can read it and review it, and we can interview him about it on our show. <laughs> Nell, writes, <laughs> Nell writes about culture, media, and values for beliefnet.com. That's B-E-L-I-E-F-N-E-T.com. And she was selected to be one of Roger Ebert's film critics on Ebert Presents at the Movies. I'm so jealous of her about that. She's also the author of Movie Mom's Guide to Family Movies. So as you can see, folks, we're very fortunate to have Nell and AJ as our guests. And I'd like to start by asking each of them which fall theatrical releases are they most eager to see and why. Nell, let's hear from you first on that. Uh, I am definitely looking forward to Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. It's based on a book by Michael Lewis, one of my favorite authors. I've not read this book. He also wrote the book uh, for The Blind Side. And uh, and I'm very, very interested in this very different kind of sporting story. It's also a true story about a revolutionary uh, team manager who came up with a very different approach to uh, firing, finding players uh, on, on no money. And uh, it has been a real dream project for Brad Pitt. I'm a big Brad Pitt fan. I think he's a fabulous actor. So I'm very excited about that one. Uh, two movies that I've seen already that are opening up this fall, I'm really excited to see again. One of them is Drive from Nicholas Winding Refn. I spoke with him at Comic-Con, and I spoke to some of the members of the cast as well, including the wonderful Carrie Mulligan. And uh, it is really, it, it is a super violent but really interesting, uh, almost, I want to say, dreamy film uh, that he compared to a fairy tale with uh, a, a fabulous cast, including Ryan Gosling, uh, and uh, and Carrie Mulligan, and so I, I'm looking forward to seeing that again. Um, another movie I've seen that I am looking forward to again is uh, Fifty Fifty, based on the true story of uh, a young man who gets cancer, and uh, mm. Seth Rogen essentially plays himself. He is a close friend of the young man involved, and uh, and so looking forward to that. I think that's good. I'm particularly, you know, you know, I live in Washington D.C. I'm a lawyer, and I'm very interested in politics. So I'm especially interested in the new George Clooney film, The Ides of March. I've actually seen the play that it was based on, and uh, I think it looks like it's it also has Ryan Gosling and Clooney uh, directed and stars in it uh, with a great cast, including Evan Rachel Wood. And, and so that uh, that looks terrific. Um, 
And I'm looking forward, you know, anytime Martin Scorsese makes a movie, I look forward to it. And this one, I've read the book, uh, The Invention of Hugo Cabret. The movie is just called Hugo, and it looks very, very intriguing. And it's inspired in part by the true story of one of my favorite filmmakers, Georges Méliès. And then for the guilty pleasure that I just, I, I can't help myself. I'm so excited about seeing Real Steel. I can't help it. I just think it looks like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and Hugh Jackman is in it. It looks like fun. Oh my gosh, be still my heart. <laughs> <laughs> down, so Betty Joe, have, down, down. Yeah, well, you have you have uh, Moneyball, Drive, Fifty Fifty, The Ides of March, Hugo, and Real Steel. So that's your that's your list of the movies that you're most excited to see, and you've already seen a, a couple of them, so you're you're way ahead of on this. Were Were there any others that you'd like to add now before we we go to AJ? Well, I, I'm I'm intrigued by Tower Heist um, with Ben Stiller, um, and I have to tell you, I think that the new Muppet movie with Jason Segel and Amy Adams looks divine, and also Iron Lady with Meryl Streep as Margaret Thatcher. I'm not all that interested in Margaret Thatcher, but again, the trailer there looks fabulous. Some interesting choices, and some I think that I, I'm going to put on my list. But how about you, AJ? What are you uh, most eager to see in the upcoming fall season on the big screen? Well, it looks like Noah and I are just about on the same wavelength. I uh, uh, put out my list, and I had Drive on there, and I had Moneyball, and the Ides of March. Drive in particular I'm interested in uh, – for two reasons. One, uh, the director won uh, the Best Director Award at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. And that just kind of like reading what the movie's about, you know, the getaway driver and stunt driving and stuff, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, like that sort of movie appealed to the Cannes audience. And second reason is after watching the trailer and seeing Ron Perlman as Albert Brooks's henchman, like, I want to see the movie where Hellboy takes orders from Nemo's dad. Like, that's got to be an interesting movie. Albert Brooks is amazing in the movie. I'm talking possible Oscar nomination, amazing. Oh, wow. Well, that's in Drive. That's in Drive, yeah. That's in Drive. Right. Is that and about I spoke to Ron Perlman. I spoke to Ron Perlman about about. Uh, being in the movie, and I spoke to Nicholas Winding Refn also, who's a really interesting guy. Um, and uh, and trust me, I think you're going to like this movie very much. Sweet. Uh, there's, a more, there's a couple more I had on here. Uh, I didn't realize we were going to December. I, I sort of count that as the like the winter movie season. But the two biggest uh, December ones that I'm looking forward to are uh, Sherlock Holmes: Game of Shadows, just because I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan and the first movie, the Robert Downey Jr. one, was one of the most fun movies I saw in 2009. I even think it made my top ten of that year. It was just pure, awesome entertainment. And also uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Uh, again, for two reasons. One, because the live action directing uh, debut of Brad Bird, who did uh, The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, and uh, Ratatouille. And two, because Mission Impossible is a childhood like franchise, I mean, like I've grown up with that series. I remember my dad took me to see the original movie in the theaters when I was 11 years old, and I distinctly remember that scene where Tom Cruise is dangling down from the ceiling in that yeah. uh, secure vault. There was not a sound in that theater. Nobody said a word, and it was like not one of the most awesome scenes. 
to see unfold on the big screen. And they do carry through with that, uh, uh, those great uh, stunts in the Mission Impossible films, I mm-hmm. think. I think that's a, that's a real drawing card for, for yeah. those movies. Do you know who plays the villain in, in the new Mission Impossible? Um, I want to say I did hear about it. I know there's uh, a couple of new uh, cast members in there. I want to say that the actor who played uh, the game show host in Slumdog Millionaire, I want to say he's involved. I'm not sure if he's a villain, and I want to say that, oh, I, I forget his name, but the guy who plays the journalist in the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies, the Swedish ones, I want to say he's involved. I'm not 100% sure, though. Yeah, well, well, um, I, I certainly have uh, Sherlock Holmes, too, on my list because he because that first Sherlock Holmes movie was was really something that knocked my socks off. I just thought I just thought they did. I didn't think I would like it because I'm pretty much traditional in uh, the Sherlock Holmes that I knew which started out with uh oh the the first Sherlock Holmes Basil Rathbone. And mm-hmm. what a what a far cry that Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. is <laughs> from Basil Rathbone, but uh, he certainly won me over, and I understand that he has a lot more disguises in this uh, Sherlock Holmes too, and um, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to to what he comes up with. So so you have Drive uh, along with uh, Nell, and you've got Moneyball, and she has that too, and then and, Sherlock and, Holmes. And, 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 yeah, and I have to add in one more just because I'm a a horror I'm a horror aficionado. I have to go with the thing, the prequel to the John Carpenter one. It it's looking it's looking pretty good and from what I hear it has a good bit of uh practical effects in there as opposed to CG, which is keeping in the spirit with the the John Carpenter version, which is one of the freakiest, most claustrophobic, awesome horror movies to come out of the eighties. Oh yes, I I agree, and I would be very disappointed if you didn't have uh, a horror movie on your on your <laughs> list. So we'll look forward to that. To staying well, on my list, uh, of course, I, I'm a lot more lowbrow than either one of you, so you're not going to be surprised with this list. My first and foremost one is Footloose because it's oh. all. <laughs> It's the only musical coming out, so I'm going to have to be satisfied with that. I am a little worried, as I mentioned before on this show, about the the lead actor because I don't know anything about Kenny Wormald, and uh, but I do know about Julie, uh, Julianne Huff, who plays the uh, co-star, and she can certainly dance. She's she was very very good in Dancing with the Stars, as well as her brother uh, Derek Huff. I wish that he would have had. Something to do with Footloose. But anyway, Footloose, Puss in Boots. I have been waiting for Puss in Boots ever since I heard that there was going to be a movie. And, of course, it has uh, one of my favorites doing the the voice, Antonio Banderas, Another Be Still My Heart. I'm also looking for another Antonio Banderas. I'm so lucky. There's <laughs> another Antonio Banderas film that uh, that looks very interesting to me. It's uh, the skin that I'm in, and I understand that he plays a, I think this is a foreign language film. AJ. Yes, it is. It's an El Motivar film. Yeah, and oh, what a wonderful director. And Antonio plays a demented plastic surgeon. <laughs> I can hardly is wait. Is there any other kind? <laughs> is there any other kind? Not in the movies, well, anyway. Well, my... 
my plastic surgeon, when I went in for some skin cancer removal, his name was Dr. Gross. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it's about him. <laughs> it could be. So Puss in Boots. Um, maybe this next one is a little bit higher brow. Carnage is the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it stars, uh, I think it's based on a, a Tony-winning uh, play about a, a two couple. I saw the play. You saw the play. Yeah, I saw the play on Broadway with James Gandolfini and Jeff Daniels and uh, Hope Davis. And it is a fabulous play, and it's going to make a fabulous, fabulous movie. So are you going to add that to your list? Yeah, absolutely. I just didn't want to make my list too long because I wanted to give her a real turn, but for sure that's on my list. And and Christoph Waltz Waltz is going to be in that. So I'm always looking for something with with him and Jodie Foster, I think, and and Kate Winslet. So what a cast. I have the Muppets on mine. Mm -hmm. I have real steel on mine and I have real, <laughs> oh, good. even though I'm even though I'm angry at you for not making a musical and making this instead, but I'll I'll take whatever Hugh Jackman we can get on the screen. And then I also have have the Iron Lady. So we do have some some very different uh, films that we're looking forward to, but there's there's a lot in common too. Now I'm wondering out of out of all these hundred or more films that are going to be released this next season, um, which ones do you predict will will have will be the most successful? Uh, AJ, which ones do you do you think? Uh, I know. Uh... Because uh, Mission Impossible and Sherlock Holmes are kind of being positioned as the big Christmas movies. I think those are going to pull in uh, a good deal of money. And in late November, there's some movie called, uh, you know, like Twilight something. I don't know. It's a small sort of art house thing. I think it's got a chance at uh, getting some cash under its belt. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, yeah, I, and I, 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 go ahead. Oh, oh, no, you go ahead. Well, I just want to say something about the Twilight. I also I, I highly recommend, AJ, that you go to Comic-Con because it's really fun and you get to hang out with all these people. And I got to hang out with the entire cast of Twilight and uh, talk oh. with them about uh, about the movie. They very sweetly, there were people who uh, were lined up three days before uh, to see them, and they very sweetly went out there and talked to them and brought them donuts and stuff like that, which I thought was very nice. And <laughs> the thing that, you know, if you could if you could get – the Twilight people any more excited than they already are. The fact that there is a wedding in this particular Twilight episode, it's the second to last. Uh, like Harry Potter, they've divided the last book into two movies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think we'll have, uh, again, people lined up around the block. They may be lined up already. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that definitely will be one of the one of the most uh, successful. And you think Sher- uh, Sherlock Holmes, too? Uh, yep, I think that's going to pull in uh, it's going to be one of the big blockbusters this Christmas. It ruled uh, the 2009 uh, box office. It did over $200 million, and I think uh, this take on the character that he's delivered is something that is a bit more in touch with uh, today's audiences. He's a much more action-oriented Sherlock Holmes. He doesn't just slap on the deer stalker and talk to people in a stateroom for about two hours. You know, It's a lot more <laughs> engaging for the audiences and I, also around uh, October, you know, we've got a new Paranormal Activity movie coming out. Uh, but also uh, in later September, I believe, is a new movie from the people who did uh, Fireproof and Facing the Giants called Courageous. And if I've learned anything, it's not to underestimate the uh, the, faith, the faith-based crowd. You know, Fireproof was a surprise hit. I'd only pulled in $30 million, but for uh, a Christian-based movie that was in 
fairly limited have you seen release. The, have you seen the trailer for Courageous, AJ? I have. Yeah, I thought that I thought it looked very good. You know, they they're they're doing a nice job, and and uh, and I think that will certainly in terms of money spent versus money that it makes, I think it will do very well. I'm kind of hoping that Immortals will will be a big box office hit. Um, this is made by the crazy guy who did uh, The Fall, which didn't make any sense at all, but was just total eye candy. And I like uh, this one has got a plot to it. And uh, so I think Immortals could be kind of the the movie we were hoping some of those superhero movies would be this summer. Um, so I think I think that one could be could be really really good. A movie that I think looks very intriguing is The Descendants. Um, oh yeah. Is that the that's with George Clooney also right? Mm-hmm. And as a father dealing with some you know we haven't really seen him in, in that role before. In terms of making money, um, I think that uh, Real Steel. You know, it's either going to be a big hit or not, but I'm betting on the Muppets as being one of the big uh, money makers. Mm-hmm. You can't do better than the Muppets for Thanksgiving. I think you're right about that. I and um, I'm I'm going along with uh, with AJ on on Twilight making big bucks at the box box office and Sherlock Holmes and and going along with you, Nell, that the Muppets. Oh, I I just am so excited to see the Muppets again. Hasn't it been maybe how many years has it been since they've done? About 12 years, I think. Yeah. The last one was yep, 1999, Muppets from Space. That was the last one. They Which did. I thought was very cute, but this looks like it's been so revitalized. And we all know, those of us who saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall, that Jason Siegel loves him some puppets and, uh, yes. and is, is really throwing himself into this. And I thought that all the trailers that they've come up with have been fabulous. Well, and, and Miss Piggy looks more lovely than ever. In this movie, she, you know she, she hasn't aged age. a bit. No, she's just gorgeous. So, mm-hmm. so that that ought to bring a lot of people in. Well, I wanted to add another um, sort of a, a different type of movie on that list that I that I think will be very successful, even though it is different. And of course, it's directed by the great Steven Spielberg. It's War Horse. Um, Nell, have you heard anything about War Horse? Yes, I have. Of course, the it started as a children's book, and then it became an, a fabulously successful play in London and now on Broadway. I am, you know, not that sure. That, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to bet against Spielberg. I think he's great. Um, but I am not that sure that what made it successful on Broadway is necessarily going to translate to the screen. What made it successful on Broadway is they put a horse on the stage, a horse made out of puppets, and people really loved that and got very caught up in it. But to me, the movie sounds like another version of Black Beauty. You know, the kid and the horse get separated, and then, you know, the horse goes to war, and everybody has a lot of adventures, and then they get back together. So I have to say that I'm not as excited about it as I'd like to be for Spielberg. The previews do look quite fascinating, and um, I I think it might appeal to uh, moviegoers of all ages, but I could be wrong about that, but um, but I'm I'm betting on War Horse. (laughs) Okay, well, always a good idea. War Horse, maybe to come in third or something like that. (laughs) Um, Well, in looking over all these movie releases, you know, I, I enjoyed... The uh, I think it was the August 18th issue of Entertainment Weekly because they had a whole section and they had written something about all 
about 98, at least 98 of the of the movies that were coming out. I thought this was an ambitious thing for them to do, and I was very uh, very excited about some of the things that I saw and and some of the explanations of the movies. And now after talking with uh, with you two, I just can hardly wait. But I'm wondering, as you're looking at this fall schedule, does how does this rate, you know, as you compare it to other falls that you that you remember at the movies is it does it look excellent or average or poor what do you think now uh i think it looks very promising and but i i'm a i'm a glass half full girl i always think it looks great so um but but yeah there's there's tons to look forward to i think you're right how about you aj i'm thinking it's looking pretty decent you know it's it's looking like your average uh, fall. You know, you got your tentpole movies like the Twi- the Twilight franchise and the Paranormal Activities and stuff. Then you've kind of got the ones that are going to be a bit more of a crapshoot to see uh, how they're going to turn out, like Contagion or Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which look like interesting movies, but see if whether or not they're going to connect with audiences, if that's what they're in the mood to see this fall. It's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. I agree with you. I, I think it's it's... It looks to me to be a better than average uh, lineup, with the exception of no uh, of only one musical. I mean, they should have thrown in a few more. <laughs> if only well, the musicals haven't, still a musical. Musicals have haven't been making role. money. I know he is. Have you heard anything about him uh, being cast in a, in a movie called The Greatest Showman, Whoever Lived? Have either one of you heard about that? No. I, I want to well, say I read like a brief uh, news story, but wasn't he attached to uh, the musical version of Les Misérables that they're going to be doing? Well, I hope so. I, I'm going to I'm I'm going to have to just to really do some checking on this and and send him a letter. <laughs> say hurry up and make some musicals. We we can hardly wait. Well, I'm wondering, um, are there any of your favorite stars or directors missing? From this, from the film schedule that that we've been talking about, AJ, some some people that you were looking for and and didn't show up, or that you'd like to have seen show up. I don't know. I think we're pretty covered for stars. You know, we've got Clooney in there, we've got Brad Pitt in there, and uh, Ryan Gosling, and uh, Johnny Depp. He's got a new one. He's got The Rum Diary, the vague sort of maybe prequel to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where he's the, the the less debaucherous uh, avatar for Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, as for filmmakers, I know Christopher Nolan's busy doing uh, The Dark Knight Rises right now. And from what I recall, I don't think the Coens brothers have anything uh, going on this fall. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be tough to uh, make it through a winter without a new Coen brothers movie. I agree on that. How about you, Neil? Well, I think that anybody that we're missing in the fall we'll probably catch up with again next year. Um, uh, I'm really happy that we've got a, some Ryan Gosling uh, choices. I think he's tremendously talented. I would like to see him get higher visibility. And, uh, you know, always good to see George Clooney. Um, Julia Roberts has got a movie that's been on the shelf for three years. It's played in Europe but not in the U.S. That will be opening up. And I think, you know, I'm always intrigued to see what, what she does. Yes, and I was wondering, where is Christian Bale? Where is Mark Wahlberg? Where is Angelina Jolie? Where is Kate Blanchett? Where is Tilda Swinton? 
I don't see anything with their names attached. I think uh, Matt Damon may be getting all of Mark Wahlberg's roles because I see Matt Damon is in a couple of <laughs> a couple of the movies coming up in in December. Have you either one of you heard of any upcoming movies with uh, with these Oscar winners from last year, Bale and and Wahlberg? Uh, Wahlberg, you know, has been working as a producer on his HBO series. So he has not been making a new movie. He's also in pre-production as a producer in another film. Um, so I think that's taken his time. And as for Angelina Jolie, I think she's been busy with her kids. Yes, and also behind the scenes, I think she is directing and writing um Yeah, we haven't seen Halle Berry for a while. Yeah, and in the land in the land of milk and honey, she, it's her yeah. debut as a writer and director. But I w- I always like to see her uh, see her on the screen. Well, yeah. I think we it's time now to check with Danny to see what's happening in the chat room and if uh, see if they have any questions or comments to share with us. Danny. Yeah, we've had some great comments about the movies that you all have been talking about. They say War Horse looks awesome, and we've also <laughs> we've also been kind of discussing Twilight, and where are our role models to come from? <laughs> Comedy Concepts says one that was movie a funny starring comment. a woman. Yeah, she said one movie starring a woman, and she's in love with a blood-sucking male. Where are our role models to come from? <laughs> Very good point from Nancy from Comedy Concepts. Yes, we wonder. Well, we've got uh, the Iron Lady coming up with uh, with Meryl Streep, so uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe that one would be uh, a role model for us, Margaret Thatcher. But I now I know you have some problems with that, right? <laughs> well, she's certainly a role model in terms of being a very uh, tough and capable woman. Absolutely, and I think that's why I miss. Um, Seeing Angelina on the big screen, she usually plays uh, someone that uh, that's very impressive and and uh, certainly a, a role model. But uh, and sometimes Kate Blanchett, so so I kind of miss miss her too. Well, excellent reactions from the chatters. Thanks so much. And now turning to fall DVD releases, which we promised. Are there any that you would like to recommend to our listeners now? Well, you know, we'll be uh, coming out with, I think, a lot of great uh, documentaries on DVD. This has been a great year for documentaries, and two that I particularly liked. One was Buck, which is the true story of the real-life horse whisperer who inspired the book and the movie, and it is such a touching and wonderful film. I really can't recommend it highly enough, and great for the whole family. And then uh, another movie that I enjoyed a lot, you know, one of the things that I like the most about documentaries is they take you into a world of people who are very passionate, and you go into it and you say, well, I can't really see myself caring about spelling or Donkey Kong or Scrabble or whatever it is, and then you find yourself totally caught up in it. And it was that way for me with this wonderful movie called Dumbstruck, which is about ventriloquists. And you will never look at ventriloquist dummy the same way ever again. It is such a great movie. Oh, those are great recommendations because you're right. We don't get a chance to see documentaries too much. So well, when they come out on DVD, that's that's the way I get to see them most of the time because they don't don't show here in our in our area. Do you have some DVD recommendations, AJ? 
I do. I have I have three recommendations, which are blasts from the past. One, uh, Warner Brothers is releasing a limited edition Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory set. It's got the Blu-ray, DVD, stock with features. It's got stickers and collectible tins and all sorts of goodies in there. I own, like, two <laughs> copies of this movie. I just put down, like, 25 bucks on another Blu-ray a while ago, and just looking at the ads for this, it's... It's going to be hard to pass up, although if anyone out there uh, wants to give it for me for Christmas, you know, I'm I'm totally down with that. I'll send you my address later. You can just send it my way. <laughs> uh, and the, the other two, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is releasing a standalone DVD of uh, Manos, the Hands of Fate, which a lot of fans agree is the worst movie that they ever made fun of on that show. And not only does it come with uh, the episode itself, it comes with, uh, more special features, some documentaries about the movie, and it comes with Manos itself, the movie itself. So if you can brave that awful, awful movie, you will be made of sturdier stuff than a lot of people are. And my last pick is the Criterion Collection release of Island of Lost Souls from 1932, mm. the Charles Lawton uh, starring adaptation of The Island of Dr. Moreau. For the longest time, it's only been available on Laserdisc and uh, VHS, and it's the print even on there wasn't the greatest. But you know the Criterion guys, they take their time on these, and they've had they've been working on this for quite a while. And it's one of my favorite uh, vintage horror movies. And it's seeing a DVD and Blu-ray release for the first time at the end of October. It's highly recommended, even if you don't like black and white movies, if you don't like old movies. Just give this one a chance. It's really creepy and a really fascinating movie. See, now, Benjo, you promised people that we would be mixing it up, and I'm agreeing with everything that AJ has to say this time. I don't know what's happening. We'll get there now. We'll get there. I don't know. I've been been horribly afraid that you were going to say you were looking forward to Jack and Jill. Oh, God, no, no, All right, please, then no. that gets we're 100% in agreement. Uh, Doesn't that look like the worst movie ever made? Oh, I didn't think it could get any worse than Grown Ups, but Adam Sandler oh, said, no, no, God. I'll prove you wrong. Yeah, it's just excruciating. So Jack and Jill is one that we, we That's definitely That's the new Adam Sandler see. movie where he plays two characters, male and female twins. Well, I think I, I I think I'll probably see it because I do like to see even the ones that that um, sound too far out because they're so much fun to talk about. But I was thinking about how diverse AJ's uh, tastes are when he puts Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Mystery Science Theater and Island of Lost Souls together. But isn't that <laughs> the great thing about movies? I mean, here we are, we're talking about Meryl Streep and Rock'em Sock'em Robots and the Muppets, and we're all excited about all of them, and I, you know, and Willy Wonka, and, and, I, and I, I completely endorse your recommendation of Willy Wonka. It's really fun because they have footage of the kids who were all grown up talking about what it was like to be in the movie. Absolutely. And one of the reasons that I like this, the uh, fall DVDs is because it gives you a chance to catch up on some of the um, excellent movies that were released during the beginning of the year that you that you didn't that you weren't able to see and uh, movies that might be you know receive some nominations and I noticed in December uh, three of my movies that are going to go on my my top ten list 
so far, unless they are kicked off by others that, that I see during the fall, are Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Part 2. That's coming out in December. Larry Crown is coming out in December. And Water for Elephants is coming out in December. All three of those on DVD. And then uh, uh, on September 13th, I guess you could call this a co- sort of a documentary. I don't think it's shown, been shown on the big screen, but it's... Um, it's called Wishful Drinking, and it's yeah. uh, HBO's uh, one-woman show by Carrie Fisher, uh, who, by the way, we're trying to get as a guest on our show to talk about that. So will everybody please keep your fingers crossed and send good vibes. I saw the, the live show that she did, you and did? I saw the HBO version, and I highly, highly recommend it. I'm just going to say that she makes the word – it's not even a word. She makes the portion of a word ish to be the funniest thing imaginable. And she, you know, what she has to say about George Lucas and all that, it's just, it is really, you know, she had, she had, she has like a chart up on screen uh, to, to explain her various family relationships. And it is really a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie. So that I, I highly recommend that. I hope she does oh, come so on the show. Glad. I'm so glad you saw that. I did read the book, uh, Wishful Drinking, and so that's why I've been so eager to to have Carrie on the show and and to actually get a chance to see. I don't have HBO, so I did so I wasn't able to see that. But when it comes out on DVD, I'm definitely going to get it. So, well, now if you had to issue a warning about any upcoming fall <laughs> DVD releases, uh, which ones would you mention and why, Nell? Well, I already mentioned Jack and Jill, which does Jack look just Jill. excruciatingly painful. I think that one might just be classified as torture under the Geneva Convention. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you another one that I'm really not looking forward to, and that is a movie that I want to mention because I'm really the core demographic for it. So if I don't want to see it, that's not a good sign. And that's Sarah Jessica Parker, and I don't know how she does it. She plays... A woman like me, you know, who's trying to juggle children and job and husband and uh, and and struggles with that. But I I I have to say, didn't like the book. The movie looks terrible, and I'm I'm dreading that one. So that one, we we would be a little bit uh, skeptical of. How about you, AJ? Again, Nell very much took care of that. Uh, I I uh, I don't know how she does it. I had to see the trailer two times in a row this past weekend when I was at the movies, and I was sick of it the first time, but the second <laughs> time pretty much solidified that. No, no, no. I, I I'm pretty good. I don't need to go see that. Yeah. And but another one, uh, one that's actually going a straight to DVD release is uh, Hellraiser Revelations. It's like the ninth or twenty millionth movie in this series. And the trailer just makes it look even worse than the Hellraiser movies up to date. And that's quite an accomplishment. Even Clive Barker has come out and said, I have nothing to do with this movie. If they say it comes from the mind of Clive Barker, they're liars. And it just looks terrible. They replaced the actor who played uh, Pinhead, the main demon in there. And it's like a half-found footage movie, and it just looks like the worst. Although, the king of the bad movies, I will be surprised if Jack and Jill is not the biggest cinematic atrocity of this season. I'm thinking Razzies. It'll probably sweep. win. Yeah, probably sweep. Yeah. He'll get worst actress and worst actor. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, 
there were I have so many more questions <laughs> for you too. And you've just I mean, you're just so much fun to have on the show. I mean, even though you didn't have verbal fisticuffs <laughs> as much as you usually do, you're you're both just delightful. It's it's just we, we always have a great time when, when you share the stage together or share I, the I, mic I enjoy together. arguing with AJ as much as I enjoy agreeing with him. So Same here. <laughs> and either way either way it's a lot of fun for us. But I'm so sorry to say that it's time to wrap things up. And thanks so much, Nell and AJ, for being such terrific guests again. I I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did, as I always do when you guys are on. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio and at WRSP 936 for all their support. Special thanks to Danny for her wonderful help and to our chatters as well as our other listeners. Please come back next time for another lively discussion about movies. I think Nikki and Jazz will both be able to join us then. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, movie fans, so let's ask Kenny Loggins to close the show with one of our favorite movie tunes. Get ready, everybody. Here comes Footloose. <laughs>